0: This episode of Atomic Geekdom was brought to you by PennantChase.com, the home of free baseball simulation leagues. Sign up today and join a variety of leagues featuring every player from the history of Major League Baseball. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Podcast. my name is dave joining me this week is jenny hello and daniel
1: hello everybody
0: and today we're gonna get real super real
1: remember that time we got real we're getting realer
0: realer yeah we're talking uh, about all 47 seasons of real world
1: oh here we go <laughs> uh i don't Number know Number one
0: Uh, I bet you that's an accurate number, too.
1: (laughs) Probably, I mean, let's see, it started in the 90s. It's probably pretty close, honestly.
0: Uh, That's
1: uh,
2: like a perfect lead-in to true crime.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, the real-world road rules was true crime against humanity. Yes, it was. Uh, Especially the challenge. Right, the challenge. Yeah, anyway, uh, as Jenny stated, we're talking true crime tonight. Uh, It is Tuesday, so we'll call it True Crime Tuesday. Woo! Uh, Hashtag. It's all about alliteration. Which I guess that's not really, but anyway. Uh sparking from a conversation we had many months ago because the serial podcast was so huge, and then we got the Jinx documentary on HBO and Snowballed, and there's just we just kind of discovered that yes, America, maybe the world even has a fascination with uh true crime. Um documentaries or investigations or you have all the the books. You have the reality shows like another, or was it the first 48? Oh, uh, there's
1: countless ones of first 48 the, cold uh, case the, files. The investigators I think is one. Yeah. Um, just turn on true TV and you'll see these all day, every day
0: or, or documentaries shows about jail. Yes. That too. Which is just amazing.
2: Stranger <laughs> <Legend> than fiction.
0: You're <laughs> right. Exactly. That's a good movie. Yes. Will Ferrell. Anyway, <laughs> Uh, so, I don't know, we're just gonna go all over the place, we're gonna run the gamut, we're gonna talk about serial killers, we're gonna talk about documentaries and movies about those dudes, uh, but we'll start with the, the thing that kind of started our our conversation within the Atomic Kingdom offices, which is the Serial Podcast, uh, Danny, I don't know, did you, you, you listened to it, right? I listened to one episode
1: of it, and then I had no desire to listen to the rest of it. Really? Yeah, no. I, I, I th- this is like this is hard for me to say because everybody loved cereal. Um, was it the I hype? Didn't get into it. Was it yes, the hype? It, was, it, it, it was, was honestly the hype. Honestly, because like I was, I was expecting them. Like, because you don't get as satisfied. I feel like from what I've heard about cereal, you do not get as satisfying an ending as you do with the Jinx.
0: Okay, but and, you, but okay. But, See, we didn't know that when cereal was coming I, that's
1: out. That's true. That's very true. But like knowing what I know now, and obviously I can't change what I know now based on what I knew then. I I just like, this thing is right up my alley. Like you picked me and Jenny for this because this is our, we like this stuff.
0: You guys are Um, in the macabre.
1: Yeah. I like this stuff, but like it didn't get me. I don't know if it's because of the production. It's very, it's very, 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 very like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ira glass. And sometimes with certain subjects, I don't want that. Like I don't want NPR all the time. Well,
0: this is an NPR production. Let's let's exactly let's but make that's, it.
1: That's my problem. Is I already have this thing where I'm not particularly fond of the style NPR goes for. Oh. Um, in a, a large way like I, I did like the idea of them interviewing people but then when I was listening to the first episode and they're talking about where people were on a different day I was just like oh this is just going to be about this is just going to be a thing about how people don't remember things correctly I and, see and,
2: I, well, I she says that right 70s, away I right. find myself in a lot of these conversations wanting to argue with people for the simple fact that everything that you just said of why you hate it is why I absolutely loved it <laughs> like, okay
1: I mean it, I, I, like this is just me saying having only listened now, to one episode. No given
2: so. the first so a friend of mine was like you should be listening because I I am I live in Los Angeles man I'm always in my car like you hmm. can't go three miles without it taking 45 minutes.
1: Yeah I walk so, everywhere so I'm podcast up too so
2: yeah I so I, I always have things and a friend of mine's like I can't believe you're not listening to Serial and I didn't start Serial until they were probably like the seventh or eighth like episode of it Mm-hmm. So I listened to the first one and I was like, I can see where this could be be interesting, but at that time I didn't know if it was real or if it was actually just a story that somebody was making <laughs> up and either like a serial comic or something. Right. So I listened to the first one. I was like, okay, this could be this could be interesting, but it didn't grab me like because it was kind of jumping around, and I just wanted to get to the plot. And again, I but I went into it thinking that this was somebody's fiction. Um, so. Going through it though, the way that it was so geniusly edited going through, because every time I felt like I knew the backstory, they would add something on from a different timeline. Because it didn't, the whole serial podcast didn't follow this is where it started, this is where it ended. It was bouncing. So it felt well, as if you were trying to figure this out yourself.
0: Because she was.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was. The way that it was produced was so well done, but it was so frustrating too, because every time I wanted to support Adon, 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 I I can't even say it. I
0: remember it was said so many times it's stuck in my brain forever.
2: Every time I was like teetering to his side, something would be brought up and I was just like, wait a minute. And then the whole J character, I was like, oh, that, yeah. that through the entire thing had me
0: frustrated. It <laughs> yeah.
2: made zero sense. Um, zero sense.
0: Okay, so okay, let's let's for those that don't know what Serio is, if you don't, um, you know, you're one of the few. It's pretty really popular. Sarah Koenig hosts the show, and it's it yes. was
1: the first podcast, after all.
0: No, it was not.
1: <laughs> really? Oh, okay. That it was actually seemed
0: like it was. It just was released in October of two thousand
1: fourteen. So I, the, that was the joke because I everybody know. made it seem like, oh, have you heard of these things called podcasts? Well, there's this one called Serial.
0: All right, all right.
2: It was the <laughs> K- first mainstream K- one. It was the first yeah. one that got people who don't listen to podcasts K- to, K- to log in.
0: Cage your cynicism for a moment. I'm Danny. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, from uh, it, and it's and it's like it's true crime. It's basically they're telling a story, a nonfiction story, over all these episodes. It's, it's pretty much like the line from her her intro, uh, and it's the story of um, well, here I'll quote it. It uh, let's see. Now nah, forget it. I'm not gonna quote it. Um, but basically, yes, Dan, as Danny said, she tells you flat out that you're try thinking of a story that happened to you several years ago or even just last week and tell me what you did moment by moment and you can't, it's hard to do.
1: Well, it's... that's, that's also a profound statement too. Like that's a big deal because I recently listened to this thing about memory and memory works like this. You're not remembering a memory. You're remembering the last time you remembered it. So the like that changes with time. It's like a, it's like a, like a single player. um What's that game? Like telephone game. Like you're just your memories are only as reliable as the last time you remembered them. Um and that's and then that, that 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 would make an interesting thing, but for me that first episode just didn't grab me and I never but, stuck
2: with it. Okay, hey, this is this is where it's the well, whole idea me, of the thing. It's yeah, genius. Yeah, let me, yeah, Dave, so yeah, let me finish the premise
0: me. the premise of it. Uh she's just exploring uh she was actually led to this story about uh, a a young man who was sentenced for sentenced to life in prison for murdering his girlfriend, uh back in ninety nine in Baltimore, Maryland. And so she's investigating evidence and uh evidence in different um uh reports and uh what am I I can't think of a word. <laughs> That sucks. Uh and and just the different the, the witnesses and the people involved, their stories. Testimonies. The testimonies, yes. She was listening to testimonies and the and the trial itself and trying to figure out what's missing because when she would talk to this this person who was accused of murder, Adnan, she was getting this feeling that he's innocent, like when she would talk to him or that maybe he is, and then and then she'd flip it like the next week. He'd be like, now I don't think he is an innocent person. Like but the story is so crazy. This incident is so weird. And the timeline is so messed up that I was, and we'll get back. Now we can jump into the opinions. I was enthralled and I binge watched it throughout the whole weekend. Uh, and actually I just finished it right as the last episode was released. So I didn't really have to wait. I was kind of lucky, um, in that sense, but yes, the ending does fall flat. Spoiler alert. Uh, if you have not listened to season one of this, Nothing happens, like, no, one...
1: that's why there's a season two,
0: but it's a different story, it's a different <laughs> that's story. the
1: weird part. Like, well, it's
0: an anthology series, it's not, I
1: suppose, but like, I guess nothing can, like, knowing okay, because like we, we haven't talked about the jinx yet, but knowing how the jinx ended and everything that came from that, it's hard to know that like how, not even now like going and wanting to listen to that knowing it's not going to have some sort of satisfying resolution or anything like that i'm even less likely to listen
2: to it now. and
0: i was okay with not a satisfying resolution because i didn't think they were going to get this guy to jail
2: yeah uh, here's where i think it's great though is that it's a fresh eye on a case that right had went through two trials
0: which got even more fresh eyes onto the case mm-hmm. right
2: So everybody has new things, and there's actually been more evidence that have sparked up, but because of this, they were able to get the, um, what's the, um, the Innocents, uh, oh gosh, the organization, they basically tried to.
0: Yeah, it's based like out of Wisconsin, too. Oh, is it that same organization that
1: helped the uh, Paradise Laos guys?
2: I think so. Okay. So they're involved in it and they're starting because there was a lot of flaws in the case, like evidence for
0: testimony. Like they didn't even interview one person who knew where he was, uh, who saw him in the library.
1: Yeah. I remember that from the first episode. They're just telling it's just like, I thought I saw him at the library.
0: Well, they couldn't find her. And then right. she turned, she wouldn't come and, and because, testify. Yeah.
2: Well, she showed up though after. But then Jay has even talked now since that. They actually, I think like last month though, they've, they're, Maryland courts is actually, I I don't know if it's been granted, but they're going to allow a retrial.
0: Yeah. Another appeal with a different uh, lawyer and everything. Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah. And it's all based off of what came about this podcast. Right. So I think that, that right there is a win.
0: Um,
2: Because one, if he didn't do it, this girl's murder is still out there and she deserves the justice. If he did do it, there needs to be a nail in the coffin, like, right? Because I
0: remember be? when she would bring up a new a new suspect, like the janitor. You're like, dude, this guy's shady. Like he's 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 drinking on the job, and then he's like, he leads them right to where the body was. Like he he went to the bathroom right where the body was, like a mile and a half into the woods.
2: And there was all the the bottles around there, which right. they Didn't do DNA testing on,
0: right? But were his his brand of whiskey or whatever it was. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll we'll move on. We have a lot of things to talk about, but I, Danny doesn't. He's but he hasn't listened to it all. But he has no appeal to it anymore. But we both recommend Serial. I thought it was enthralling and, and 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 it kept you going. But you know, not everybody has the same opinions, and you do fall into the trap of the overhype machine
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: when something is so good, people watch it right away, and then you get to it finally, you're like, I don't get the point. Um, but it should be noted that the parodies of serial podcast, uh, there's one on Saturday Live that was amazing that was (laughs) spoofing it, where they did Chris Kringle, uh, who's allegedly been leaving presents in people's homes. Perfect. And they nailed it. They (laughs) they nailed everything about it, like the the prison uh, phone calls and music. (laughs) The music was great. Yeah, and it looked like I'm like, is this actually her doing it? Because it wasn't her, but um and then to promote uh, the new Halo 5 Guardians, there's a in-universe podcast called Hunt the Truth. Oh, with Keegan-Michael Key. Yeah, investigating yeah. the history of the series protagonist, uh, Master, Master Chief. Chief.
1: I just got told about this today, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it sounds really interesting.
0: Delivered the, 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 the cadence of his narration is just like her, and there's over-the-phone interviews and stuff. Like, I, I can't wait to check it out. Uh, it's going to be good. But let's since we brought it up already, let's talk about the Jinx. I think we've all seen the Jinx.
2: Yes.
1: And I would also no. like to talk about Paradise Lost if we can get back to that, too. Yes.
2: We'll uh, get into that. Yes. Uh, okay. Jenny, you I didn't watch The S- Jinx? I didn't watch The Jinx, uh, but I feel as though I watched The Jinx. Because okay. I, I caught, could imagine, like... Yeah. It, it was came a huge on... Team. It came on, like, right after John Oliver, so I always would get, like, 10 minutes of it, and every time I'd watch the first 10 minutes of the episode, I'd go, dude, I need to watch this. Oh, and And
0: I'm so so glad I'm in the John Oliver again, or right now. I I never started, I knew it was good, but I never watched it, because I don't like, you know, it's hard for me to watch those daily show type stuff, Uh, but, yeah, it's really good. Um, So,
2: yeah, it would always come on right after his, and so I'd always get, like, the gist of the Jinx, say that fast three times, <laughs> but every friend of mine would give me a rundown the day after, like, oh my gosh, and this happened, and oh my gosh, and then when, yeah. when the big reveal happened at the end, I was just like, wow.
0: <laughs> okay, let's let's set it up again real quick for people that don't know what it is. It's an HBO sure. documentary uh, called The Jinx Colon. Documentary series. D- series, yes. Uh, it's... it's Miniseries, cause it's not, there's not going to be a different jinx, right? right. Uh, <laughs> the jinx and the life and deaths of Robert Durst. No relation to Fred.
1: Great title, by the way. Yeah. Great title. Great title. I uh, love that title so much. <laughs>
0: right. And this, this was filmed over many years. Mm-hmm. This cause they, the director of the documentary also made a fictional film about this dude when he got, uh, when he got released or acquitted of the, of the initial murder. Mm-hmm. um i can't remember the name of the movie i'm looking i don't at remember
1: the name of the movie either but it had a lot of it was an actual like big movie like there was act- uh, all good actors in it all good things yeah so the, the, and the and the thing that what spurred from that is that the director made this movie and the character that the that it's based upon robert durst right. saw the movie right um and in and, and the way that he wanted to portray the movie was in such a way that it, like this is the evidence that we know that's yeah it. Like he didn't want to like infer like did he do these things did right. he not do these things and he and didn't it was mainly specifically just about the first murder that he's accused of correct right it was and just about his wife
0: yeah um, uh, Durst okay. professed adm, admiration for all good things and telephoned Jurecki the director after it's released offering to be interviewed and that's what started it mm-hmm. uh, he sat with him for like twenty hours yeah which was a um, big
1: deal because he's never he talked been to anybody yeah he wouldn't yeah, talk he's to, never anybody. Talked to anybody
0: why, why would he uh, and also honest. the
1: family didn't want him to.
0: Right, and the and the movie is is fake names. Uh, it's you know they don't use real names or anything like that. But it stars Gosling, Ryan Gosling, Kirsten Dunst, Frank Frank Langalella, uh Phil Baker Hall. Uh, oh, Frank
1: Langella.
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, Kristen Wiig is in it. Nick Offerman is in it. Like Nick so, Offerman. Yeah. <laughs> big big names uh yeah. are in this movie, and so that was in 2010. So then this documentary was made. Um, I'm gonna read the synopsis that right off of Wikipedia for people that don't know what it is. A uh, series investigates the unsolved nineteen eighty two disappearance of Durst's wife Kathy, the two thousand execution style killing of her writer Susan, of writer Susan Berman, and the two thousand and one death and dismemberment of Durst's neighbor Morris Black in Galveston, Texas. Uh, one thing: what's the common denominator in all three of those murders? Um, Robert Durst. Yeah,
1: he's the only. <laughs> common denominator. Uh,
0: It it uses a wide array of existing footage, including news, security footage, police evidence, and archival interviews combined with footage shot by Jarecki, who's the director, uh, which is uh, composed of contemporary interviews, visual reenactments, some of which were shot at Jarecki's upstate New York home. I don't know how you look at your house the same ever again. (laughs) Um, And self-reflexive footage of Jarecki's filmmaking process and peculiar working relationship with Durst. Yeah, he actually becomes friends with this dude.
1: Like yeah, they he talked to him a lot.
0: He he full on believes he's innocent at one point, and this is what he's doing is per, he's 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 declaring his innocence. He's trying to pr- prove that he's innocent. Um, so what the, the series starts with the murder in New Orleans, which is his his neighbor, which it's is fo- a
1: crazy way to start, right? Because that's the last one.
0: It's the yeah. last one that we know of,
1: and it's the most it's the most violent and weirdest, and that's for sure.
0: Let's just go through it real quick. The it's found in. Parts like body parts are found in this in uh, on the shore. Uh, they can't find the head. I think they never find the head. They
1: never find the head.
0: No. Um, and he gets brought in because he's pretending. He pretended to be a woman. Yeah, to this get that. part
1: is crazy. So it, yeah, he 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 fled New York at one point because apparently the heat had come back on him um, in media about the murder of his ex-wife.
0: Which he got it. He was a, a suspect, but he got away he, like he, he was never he got acquitted for it for. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: He was never he was never sentenced or anything like that. Right. And um, so he flees and he goes to Galveston, which is this island off of Texas um, or Galveston, which and then it has Galveston Island. Anyway, um, it's a small town. Uh, lots of they, they focus on how much everybody kind of knows each other there. But it's all just a place of like runaways. You end up in Galveston because it's the last place anybody's going to look for you. Um, and he decides that he's going to dress up as a woman and start renting an apartment Because nobody's going to be looking for Fred Durst, or Fred Durst. Nobody's (laughs) going (laughs) to be looking, no one's looking for Fred Durst anyway. But nobody's looking for Robert Durst dressed up as a woman. And he would like raise his voice a pitch. But then eventually he becomes friends with his landlord who he's lying to and just reveals to him, no, I'm this guy. This is why I'm here.
0: And he made it like, you know, this is why I'm hiding. I wasn't trying to deceive you. I was just, you know, I'm just trying to get away from it all.
1: Become friends. Right.
0: Uh, one thing you don't know, uh, maybe at this point, is he's a millionaire. Yes.
1: Uh his, his, but, uh, his, his well, real estate families in New York.
0: In New York. They re, they built the, the Freedom Tower. Yes. And, you know, part of why they think he's so crazy is because they disowned him, essentially, from the business. They kicked him out of the business. His brother did. Right. Uh, <clears throat> and their mother killed herself, supposedly. She jumped off the roof. And he saw the body fall from the, the roof
1: um it's crazy like why like his right. dad telling like is but like say
0: bye to mommy yeah like but crazy. uh so so this this murder happens they find the bodies they bring him in he gets charged he's in jail for a long time through the trial he gets acquitted of that murder based on self-defense
1: yeah self-defense he dismembered a body he and, said that the man came at him and he reacted and Shot him, and then didn't know what to do, so he dismembered the body and it threw it in him. the
0: water. Yeah.
1: Because that's the most innocent <laughs> thing you do.
0: If you that's just... That's the
1: thing you just do. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm uh, in shock, I like to take off a of pinnages. Yeah. So he, he goes to a hardware store, buys a saw... Um, and then there's this is detailed in the documentary where J- Jarecki's filming him describing this. He's like, I go to the store. I go get a saw. I'm going to need garbage bags. Yeah. He's so He's rational casual. about everything. Yeah,
0: Real casual about it. Like you're going to buy, you know, I ran out of milk for my dinner. Yeah. I need to go Oof. get more milk. Um, but he gets arrested for this uh, later because he stole something at a grocery store that he had money for.
1: A sandwich. He stole a sandwich.
0: Yeah. They show him in the security cameras doing it. Like it's crazy. Had...
1: Yeah, and he had shaved his head. Yeah. Uh, he he had he had full on just basically ran away. And that's custody.
0: when he gets arrested for the murder, right? Like that's mm-hmm. they arrest him for because stealing. He, and because then, he yeah. ran
1: away once they arrested him originally because they figured out that he lived near them and they found evidence there. He got out and he ran
0: away. Yeah. Uh so basically the you know, they go through the initial murder of his wife and then they start talking about this murder and then they talk about the two thousand execution style murder of Susan Berman, who he was paying because she knew a lot about this dude. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's suspected that he at the time he was in California. He drove from like LA up to where she was and drove back and got on a plane again and head back to Texas or something, or New York or wherever yeah, he was at the time. I think it was New York. Yeah. Um but uh, what what ends up what ends up putting the nail in the coffin for this dude. And he was arrested the day of the finale or the day before uh, when they aired the finale. And I got to actually, again, I caught it. I caught up in time to watch the finale the day it was released. He he's they've they've in the episode before the finale, they figure out based on the, like the nephew of this writer woman that was killed. Like mm-hmm. she finds all this paperwork that this dude's been sending her that uh, Durst has been sending her letters like they would keep in contact uh, every so often. And again, he's sending her money. And they found this letter on the body or the no, it was mailed to the police after she was killed in Beverly Hills.
1: Yeah, it said "um cadaver at blah, blah, blah. Her address. And, and it was in block and
0: then, and- block lettering and they spelled cadaver wrong. And, and Beverly. And Beverly. Yeah. Beverly. Yeah. B B E V E R L E Y, Yeah. No, he didn't spell cadaver wrong. He spelled Beverly wrong. My bad. Yeah,
1: just Beverly. And uh, and lo and behold, they find a letter that has the exact same thing.
0: A an letter em- with an envelope that has Beverly spelled wrong, exactly the same. The and font... it seems
1: to have contained a check for $50,000 or something like yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What's cool about the final episode is they can't get him. Like, they can't find him. They can't tie him down. Like, he's one minute he's saying he's in Italy, but he's actually at home. Like they find out he's at home or something or in California. No, no, he
1: says he's in California.
0: Yeah. yeah. And he's in Italy. So tell
1: them I'm actually in California.
0: Yeah. So he's ducking them for this last interview, whether he knows or not that they know something. I don't think he does, but he's just ducking them. And they're he's trying, this dude is he, one. He's like, I wanted to believe him. Like he's so disappointed that
1: Oh, that scene where he's just like, Oh my God. <laughs> like when, when he, he realizes it, out. it
0: all. Yeah. yeah. When he realized it's great. It's great. T- television. It's sad. Television. This in...
1: Yeah, because like, the, the way that the documentary is filmed, you start to kind of, at some points, like Robert Durst. And he's like, got these... Very relatable. Like, he goes to Starbucks at one point. He drinks an Americano. So I now judge <laughs> anybody who gets an Americano now. And uh, uh, I immediately think they killed their wife. But, um, weird. Weird. Yeah, it's, it's it's very interesting, like, the way that they chose to do that, knowing that, like, when they released the episodes, knowing how it ended. Okay? Yeah, They didn't go back and change any of it. They left in every single thing. So, and, like, he's a good person, maybe.
0: Basically, finally, he agrees to do the interview, and they do an interview, and then they say, you know, so we, they to bring up that letter again that she was found with, they try to sneak it on him. They want him to admit that the person that wrote this letter did this envelope as well, before Which realizing is- that the envelope was sent by him.
1: Yeah, the entire um, episode—that entire episode—is just them planning how they're going to have the conversation, and then right. having the conversation, and then it ends. That's mm-hmm. the whole
0: episode. Last thing you see is like it's it's over when they when they confront him. He's all weird and burping, and his eyes blink at this weird rate. He's
1: uh, he's always blinking. He's blinky
0: all yeah. the time. He's and just giving it, you. He's always giving you signs that he's lying, so you can never believe anything. Like he's is right. oh, he's, he's doing a tell no matter what he's saying. And finally he goes into the bathroom and this is like the second time they've caught him where he's on the microphone and he doesn't remember he's on the microphone still. And he's in the bathroom
1: to himself, right? He's
0: in the bathroom now saying, uh, uh, what did I do? Killed them all. Of course is what he says. And that's like the end of the episode. And that's it. And now he's in jail waiting. Like they, they arrested him and brought him back to new Orleans. Uh, the the FBI did and they brought, they're going to bring him to California eventually uh but yeah this dude is nuts like it's crazy and i couldn't yes. stop watching
1: and it's all and it's also just like a a scathing indictment of just how if you have enough money and an influential family you can get away with anything
0: yeah he's actually ordered to not go near his brother's house and they show him on the security camera pacing in front of the house going up the stairs like, well, because they,
1: they show him figuring out where he lives. Yeah. And then they film him going over there, and then later it's found out that he got arrested while hanging yeah, outside.
0: Like Direcki had to bail him out or something. Like
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they bailed him out of jail for it.
0: And that's when and, that's when he goes like underground and not doing interviews anymore and stuff like that it was after that.
1: It's just like a it's a crazy like like there's like there's lots of stuff like about the early days and how everybody was just like because you, you say the thing that he was dissolved from the family business and that's why he became kind of Unhinged, but there's plenty of evidence to suggest that he was gone way before then. Yeah, um, and I can't. And he has a lot of issues.
0: I can't listen to that eel song ever again. Which eel song was it? The theme song, Fresh Blood. Oh, the theme. right, right. It's yeah. an eels song. <laughs> like, I'll never be able to hear that. I've heard it before recently where it was like in an old movie or something, or mm. something, a TV show before this. And I'm like, oh man, why did I know this? And then I'm like, oh yeah, the jinx. <laughs> <laughs> uh but I, even though you know what happens and most people knew what happened before they watched this show it is still worth watching jenny uh if you can cuz just watch it knowing that this guy this guy was around him for forever and he started to believe that he was innocent but <laughs> but there's the whole thing like the dismembering thing is just out of control pretending to be a woman stealing a sandwich because he just didn't want to pay for it like he just was lazy
2: that's like that or because that he thought he'd get away with it, it. That's probably the truth of almost every killer we're going to talk about tonight. Though is well, yeah, there is, they're caught in the
1: weirdest ways. Well,
0: yeah. they want to be well, caught. Not
2: only that, but there's there's their wiring is not like a normal person. No, they're, and they there's no. something That's off.
0: They clear. legit want to be caught. They they want to be found out.
2: Well, some of them have like uh, this is the
1: uh, with my background in psychiatry, being a patient frequently. Um, <laughs> You hear a lot of things that are regularly asked of somebody with mental health issues. Um, One of the things that when I was getting treatment for my my depression, one of the things they ask you regularly to make sure you're not full blown, like losing it and ready to hurt people is, are you a god? Um, Mm. Do you feel like a god? Uh, um, And and then they ask you if you want to hurt people. Do you hear voices? Just, you know, the normal stuff. And, I'm answering, uh, I'm
0: answering yes to a lot of these questions. Exactly. The,
1: that's, that's a problem. <laughs> no, like you might want to, you might want to seek
0: treatment. I'm just kidding. I don't um, mean, I don't mean to make jokes. But
1: <laughs> no, it's fine. But like, the, like the, these are people who do not have certain parts of their brain. Sure. They are born different. Their chemicals function differently. They function as like, they might as well be a different species. They are born without consciences. Most of them are sociopaths. Most of the, a lot of them are narcissists, which is why they want to get caught. They feel this sense of aggrandizing glory from taking lives and not being caught yet. Um, and they want to see how long they can get. Some of them, obviously. Others do it because they're just crazy or moments of passion. But like that's the, that's the difference is between a serial killer and somebody who killed someone. Is that a serial killer has a lot of problems. <laughs> a, a person who killed somebody could have just been like... He came at me with a knife. I did what I could. That person killed yeah.
2: him. This is a, a lame like example type thing, but I thought they did a really good job with the show Dexter on kind of explaining that it it's a decision thing. When if you have a moral, passenger. if you have a well, if you have a moral compass, when you look at a decision you have to make, your moral compass is going to direct you which way you're gonna go. There a lot of the, they don't have that moral compass and it's, it's whatever excites them in the moment. But then the whole other flip side is the ones that deviously plan it out. Those are the ones that are more terrifying. Like, uh, well, I don't know. I think this leads I us. Cause what it.
1: we've been talking about is isolated murder cases. I wouldn't call Robert Durst, the serial killer. I wouldn't call what the, what's his name? Adnan. A well, serial killer? Have, it's
0: just one, one, it's murder, one murder. That if we know. Of, do yeah. that.
1: Um, but this is this leads us perfectly, thank you, Jenny, to serial killers. Let's go right into that. Well, like, wasn't that's... there
0: wasn't there something you just wanted to talk about?
1: Yeah, actually, so that this kind of this can go before we move over to that. This is the story of do, do you guys? Okay, so Jenny, you mentioned it, but do, what do you have you seen all three Paradise Lost documentaries?
2: Oh gosh, yeah, those ones are they're they're hard to watch because it's so frustrating.
1: Yes. So the um, uh, they're all on HBO Go. We're you talking all three.
0: We're talking about Paradise Lost, the Justice League movie.
1: Of course, this is exactly what we're talking about. So <laughs> okay. Batman. I'm well versed um, in this, then. <laughs> no. Oh, so this it's a story of three boys who are arrested for the murder of one or three boys. Three boys. Three I believe. children. The that first were one. Suppo-
0: The first one is the child murders at Robin hood Hills that we're talking about. Okay. Yes.
1: That's the first one. Also
0: it's the West Memphis three. Okay.
1: Yes. The West Memphis three, the the, the paradise Lost is about the West Memphis three, which is one of the probably most famous murder cases that has recently been repealed in part to these documentaries. You see the first one, the first one is clearly about the case and them getting arrested. The, The second one is about them being in prison and trying to overturn it because they did not do it. And the third one is them getting released after being in prison for what, like twenty seven years for murders they didn't commit. And they were only thought of to commit those because they liked metal, they were like goth, and the, the murders were said to be of a satanic nature because of the, well, how the children. We were should
2: killed. probably though go into saying that it's definitely due to their environment. Because yes. it's well, from, from, from West the, Memphis, Memphis yeah. Arkansas. So it's not exactly. like Memphis, Tennessee. Right. It's a it's, it's a, a politically very conservative small, southern yeah. Baptist based town afraid of what you get some yeah and you get somebody that's that's supporting paganism and you know slayer and just (laughs) the rest of the 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 community wasn't too psyched on these kids because they were the troublemakers first of all first
0: of all danny how was her audition to be on our, our our metalcore band
1: Oh, first layer. That was good.
2: Raw! That's
1: a good start.
0: Okay, good. That's how you start and a song. Congratulations, Shetty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did you
2: have your doubts? Hello?
1: <laughs> you know, you now have the skills that a parrot has. You guys know about the metal the metal band fronted by a parrot? No. <laughs> yeah, there's no. a metal band fronted by a parrot. You can, you just go look that up if you would like. A little bit of joy in the middle of this <laughs> car- all right, character. All right, all
2: right, kids. Let's get back on.
1: So on the reason... Notes. What I like about the West Memphis Three documentaries is that they have... They, 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 there's There's no better story for that like this type of thing like there's a redemption tale there's a, an investigation there's all this other stuff, and then you have this great ending, which is that these guys did not do it and did they actually i don't remember did they find the guy who actually did it
2: no, but the, all the they case, do is the cases yeah, yeah, open but i'm going to be honest i mean you're you're innocent and still proven guilty, but the documentary pretty much in my honest opinion sheds a light on who killed them. Yeah, it
0: they were they
1: oh, were, yeah, didn't they mention that father was one of them or was that something i think of something else i think
0: i'm thinking of something
2: the stepfather else. of one of the boys okay. i think so that, th- that was what
0: I, I think you're know. thinking of veronica mars um,
2: <laughs> so i, I mean so. to to say a little bit though about this was it of why it became so popular of and the documentary i mean uh who was it peter jackson i think did the directing was it of I, I don't oh. know if he did the first one. I have no idea. Did. All I know
1: is that they, Metallica gave their music to them for free. For the first oh, time. and Eddie
2: Vedder okay. was at every one of the court cases because it was all based on these kids. Music. Like I said, they're troublesome yeah. kids, but they they all had issues. They, you know, had you know, schizophrenic and things like that where
1: one was like uh he like an eighth grade dropout. Doesn't he have like an eighth grade education and that's the
0: farthest he went?
2: Yeah. 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 yeah but basically, they they were targeted just because of
0: um, Peter Jackson people. was. I'm sorry, Peter Jackson was involved in the West of Memphis documentary. Totally different. But you're right; oh. he's involved.
2: Yeah, so I mean, it had a huge following, and a lot of the following, like from Metallica and from Pearl Jam and stuff like that, was based on the fact that they were pretty much prosecuted because of their musical taste. But when which was it, a
1: big deal back then. That was a huge thing happening then. They talk about that in the first documentary with Tipper Gore and all that stuff. Did you oh, know? Yeah censorship
2: and all of that
1: you
0: know
2: there's Um, a
1: fictional movie made out of it yes i have not seen it i have it but it has um reese witherspoon in it
0: yeah devil's not
1: yeah Yeah, i have it i have it i haven't watched it yet
0: because it cannot possibly live up jenny jenny stephen moyer is in it
2: oh it can't hey it's it's vampire Um, bill so here here's where like why this is a great documentary and why documentaries like this are so critical for justice and things you watch it and you have to take yourself when you see and see a news story you can automatically go oh totally guilty because you hear that side of the story Mm -hmm. until you focus on the other side and the documentaries follow these three kids
1: and they follow Um, both sides to be fair in the beginning they do take both sides
2: they do they totally do but the the interesting part of it is is they focus on who these three boys are and a lot of the decisions and the judgments that were made in the trials were judgments based on kids that weren't really intelligent on how they're handling themselves. So they would do, you know, when you, when you're with a teenager and you're, you want them to be a stand up citizen and they do something completely stupid Mm
0: -hmm. and you're like,
2: that's going to affect you later in your life. And they're like, whatever, you don't know what you're talking about. Take three kids that are on trial for their life, dealing with this, that basically just want to stick their middle finger up at all of authority. And that was a huge basis of why these trials went so bad for them. And they, they were, I mean, da- uh, Damien Eccles was sentenced to death. Yeah, he was,
1: supposed to be, he was supposed to die.
2: Yeah, he's free right now <clears throat> because of these documentaries and the evidence that were able to be brought out because more and more people got involved in researching it.
0: And what and and it's you know it's Paradise Lost. You're you're talking about what was lost. These these kids lost their lives,
1: their oh, yeah. entire youth. Yeah,
0: they talk about that. a lot. Eighteen the third year one especially. Eighteen yeah. years in prison
1: mm-hmm. from the from fifteen. So they they were tried as adults, as teenagers for this. And I can't imagine was, like there was very little evidence tying them to it either. That's the thing. What's and that, it, sorry, go ahead.
0: What's interesting to me is this. Maybe not to this scale. But people are released from being falsely accused from jail all the time. Mm -hmm. Like,
1: well, because because like this is how crime works, like a crime happens that then goes on a board in a police station. Right. Then it's just a statistic. Exactly, that card sits on that board, and then it eventually becomes red because they—it's ha- been two weeks, and it needs to get off the board. Right? So they just want to find. Somebody. And I don't,
0: yeah. I don't, I really don't want to turn this into a conversation about how society sucks. Right. I really no. don't.
1: <laughs> no, th- but that's a reality of it. Like cops right. have deadlines and quotas, and detectives have to find a bad right. guy.
0: Right? Well, cops make well, mistakes. Lawyers make mistakes. Everyone I'm, makes. I'll,
2: mistakes. I'll agree to the, the on that on some of that, but I think more so to the fact is. 18 years, a lot of science Mm -hmm. and things like that had a lot of the reason where they're free is there is now DNA. Stuff that you can do now that you couldn't do it 18 years before, right? And mm-hmm. luckily enough, they still had the evidence that they could test, yes,
0: which they didn't have in the case of serial or right, yeah, which is
1: the which is more prevalent now. Like, that's the documentary it seemed to be now is like now we have this technology, let's take well, this which case is, that right. never got solved and try to solve it. And like, that, case case a, that case was only
0: that case was only in '99, like it, the, it, the serial stuff one has
1: progressed since so much since then, even right? '99. Right, and this is that was a pre two thousand one. that Was a pre nine eleven world. The world is a much different place in nineteen ninety nine.
0: Right, there was no CSI. Thank you. Nope, Thank you. <laughs> there wasn't. Um, there
1: wasn't eight other CSIs either. But to
0: make a like to to quote a, a good comedian uh, that uh, his name escapes me at the moment because my brain doesn't want to work tonight. I swear. Uh, he said, "You know, it must have been easy to get away with murder back in like the twenties because the cops would come to the crime scene and say." Uh, the detective would be on there looking at the body, and then the, a guy would come in and say, hey, we found blood in the hallway, and the detective will say, gross, clean it up, because <laughs> they had nothing to do with it. <laughs> what are they going to do with a puddle of blood back in the 20s? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I know what I'll do. I'll make a chalk outline of where the body was, so we'll always know where it was.
1: That's where it was.
0: Uh, <laughs> I wish I could remember the name of that Andy something. Or I, I he, had a TV you. Show. he had a TV show on Fox for a little while. It got canceled. Andy Richter no Re- recently did. recently he's uh, a, he's on Kroll show all the time
2: you guys are so disturbed oh Andy Daly be...
0: nope oh dang it I might be confusing <laughs> he does the tuna thing too much we tuna from, oh okay I know who from, you're
2: talking about go from really serious like lives are on the lines to he does that tuna thing <laughs> I know who <laughs> well, you're
1: talking about the too much tuna
0: Yes, yeah, yeah Gill yeah, and right. Gil Faison and George. It's Saint- not Andy, though. No, it's not George oh, St. Gleason. <laughs> John John, John Mulaney. Expert?
1: Yeah, John Mulaney. That's who it. Is. I had
0: to give him credit. Sorry, sorry. You Let's are, get...
2: you're falling down a rabbit hole. I Henry. had
0: I had to fix my mistake. <laughs> give him so, credit. But, <laughs> um,
1: is anything else wanted to say about the West Memphis Three documentaries?
2: <laughs> no, except people should totally check it out. I I'm, mean, gonna. Along, I'm gonna for the soundtrack along. I'm mean.
1: gonna HBO Go. You have no excuse not to watch them.
0: I do. I do have Jenny's HBO Go. Perfect. And I will be
2: busted.
0: I'll be watching that. What, who am I busted by? You gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> busted by the universe. Um, okay. So all right, yeah. Let's let's go down the serial killer. Uh, can I start? This, can I start? Well rabbit, rabbit hole. Well, let me ask you this question first, and then I'll let you go, Jenny. Okay. okay. Uh, I don't mean this to sound cruel, crass, or cold, but I have a feeling that when people are enthralled by these stories, like baseball cards, they have their favorite yeah like no, what entirely true maybe not favorite but the one that they were immersed in more the first uh, one right right that
2: fascinates them the exactly first. exactly, yeah. exactly. The so interest.
0: yeah yeah i'll start
2: yeah it's okay. it,
0: for me it's because it's local it's Dahmer.
2: okay um i, I, I was a similar thing.
0: i was in middle school when it happened and you, you i was,
1: was alive when this happened
0: uh we were in Greendale, so yeah. Whoa. Um <laughs> that's
1: that's I didn't know I was alive. I had
0: time. a I had a friend who claimed his sister dated one of the guys that was killed by Dahmer. I don't know again, that's the uh, friend of a friend thing. Yeah. Um and it was just a crazy time because they were showing everything from areas I knew. Like it was downtown Milwaukee, so I didn't know it that well. Uh because I lived in a suburb outside of Milwaukee. But it was still Ooh, like, right oh, that's, yeah. that's 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 where the Bucks play basketball. Like that's, that's like
1: twenty minutes away. Right, like, it's right there. And the
0: building is gone. I can drive down that street and not see the building anymore because they tore it down. Uh, but Did you it, watch
1: the Jeffrey Dahmer files?
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, so I, I don't want to get too much. We'll talk about Dahmer later. But for me, it's him because again, the close relationship to the city. And, no,
2: let's and let's go into it. Let's let's do Dahmer. You want to talk Dahmer? Dahmer's a, yeah, yeah, a big a, one. We'll, we'll, we'll go a real round big one. Table. We'll we'll talk. E- we'll we'll. Yeah, why we'll don't we each talk about the one? each of our favorites?
0: Okay, so
2: this really sounds it's 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 very right. disturbing.
0: <laughs> but for me, it was when I was co- like uh, c- cogent or conscious enough to understand what was happening. Mm-hmm. I was at an age where I could understand that this is a trial, um, and it was on television. Like there are television, you saw him in shackles and in the orange jumpsuit every day. Looking normal as hell. Just looking unfazed, uh unmoved by everything. It wasn't until I saw the HBO movie. Again, a lot of stuff focuses on HBO. HBO, you're to blame.
1: HBO uh, loves serial killers. Uh
0: they made the film Dahmer, which starred a very young Jeremy Renner as yes. as Jeffrey Dahmer, which uh I didn't know who he was at the time, but I always liked Jeremy Renner. He played a very well a very he played very well. Uh Bruce Davison's also in it. But anyway, uh I believe it was HBO. I might be wrong. Um, he actually got the role. Catherine Be- Begalow from The Hurt Locker said she got the role because of his performance in Dahmer. This nice. was in this was in two thousand two, <laughs> so uh, it doesn't say anything about HBO. But um, but then that that was what it was with that movie that I actually started to actually go back and research what this guy actually did and how crazy he was and started watching those documentaries like The Dahmer Files and stuff like that. Like just how messed up this dude was. Like keeping body parts holy, in his
1: fr- holy messed up
0: like keeping body parts in his fridge. And then just how much the, the police failed. Oh. Like the kid that got away. Yeah. And so there's
1: a really big story about Jeffrey Dahmer. And yeah, I think you're about to tell it. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> this is I'll one let, of the most famous stories.
0: I'll let you if you want.
1: Okay. I, this is the, one of the craziest things I've ever heard. And this definitely tells you like what time it was in, in, in America and in Wisconsin. Um, you, you had a, a man escape, uh, covered in blood, uh, his own blood. Um, and, and he's, he's and drugged out of his mind, right? Because Jeffrey Dahmer used to drug people, and he used to pour acid on their brains after drilling holes into them. That's just one thing he did. Um, he was he escaped at one point, um, and Dahmer was chasing him down. But before he could do that, he ran into cops, and he was trying to tell them what was happening, but he was drugged up, and they didn't believe him. And then Dahmer comes up and says, "Okay, he and I are dating. This is just a lover's quarrel. We got a little heated after having some fun." having some drinks, and I just want to take him home. This is completely blown out of proportion. And they just let him go. And he killed him. Wasn't he, night. he was black too,
0: right? This yes, kid? he was a
1: black gay man. Yeah. That was the, the two strikes against him in 1980s, <laughs> 1980s, Wisconsin. Uh, 90s. 1990s, early, 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 early Midwest. Wasn't the most friendly place for
0: um, yeah. that, that individual.
2: And, and-, and it's on such an improvement case.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And to think about how he did this, like, I I always think, like, I'll watch, like, a true crime show or just a show about murderers or, you know, like, Dexter or something. Mm -hmm. And I'll I'll be in my room and I'll think, like, man, like, what's to stop one of these psychopaths from just breaking into my room and just killing me? With Dahmer, these people came to him willingly Willingly. because they were looking for love or whatever it was. He was picking up guys at clubs and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, he he was a normal guy. He worked at a chocolate factory. He was fairly handsome by most people's standards probably as Nobody always would have paid yeah. his
0: bills on time and all that garbage and
1: perfectly good neighbor as they talk about in, yeah. uh, in the, the Dahmer files. Again, that that's another example of some people remember him very vividly as this crazy, crazy person. And some people just remember him as that guy I shared a smoke with one time. Like it, it's, it's it, like the, the, the secrets that people can keep behind a closed door um, are astounding, especially because he was living in like, the ghetto like yeah. he was living in a really run down area
0: right he was paying three dollars a month for a furnished apartment
1: i mean also furnished with bodies and arms uh, and well, legs
0: he would furnish those those <laughs> yes. were provided by the landlord oh not that you know uh true <laughs> true story <laughs> yes. uh so yeah the 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 whole failing like the the system failing him or failing you know the, the victims uh you i don't know how much you can hold against those cops you have to hold something. You have to be held accountable at some point. Yeah, but, but you, you you put yourself in that same situation. You have to ask yourself, what would I have done? You know. But again, I'm not into the. We're we're not getting into that. But no, it, it's just a terrifying case of a man who was just so crazy, so messed up, so chemically imbalanced, and I'm- so to
1: tie to tie this to what our podcast in general is about, there is a comic book. Called My Friend Dahmer, which was about uh, a guy who went to high school or middle school and high school with Jeffrey Dahmer, and um, it's just a collection of stories of stuff that they used to make him do. And he was just this kid that nobody hung out with, but he would go and do this thing called pulling a Dahmer, which is like, why don't yeah, you go in the middle I remember of cafeteria? That. Yeah, why don't you go into the middle of cafeteria and just flop around, and pretend you're having a seizure, and freak everybody out. And then they would give him like pats on the back and hang out with them. But he was never like the kid you called and was like, "Let's go to a movie." He was the kid that like ate a worm if you told him to.
0: I can't remember what that was that I saw that I saw that story. Yeah, where the yeah, where they talked to that dude.
1: The, yeah, I, I can't remember where I heard it. I think, uh, I think honestly,
0: Durf, like Derf is is the the writer. Yes. Uh. All right. It's very so. interesting.
1: Like talk about a perspective that only so many people can have.
0: Right. Like, right. You know? That's maddening. All right, let's. All right, Jenny, you're next. All
2: right. I, well, I have a I have a list of favorites because oh boy, I, crap. I'm I'm from the Puget Sound. I don't know serial killers I, and suicide. I
0: don't know if we want to call them favorites. I, it's, it might be a bad no, word. I'm, I'm my
2: calling them favorites because it's fascinating. Like <laughs> okay. It's not like I'm supporting anything they're doing, but the most it's interesting. Such, yeah, it's such a bizarre thing that. No matter how much you dissect the story, you will never make sense of it. And mm. that, I think, is that fine line of, are you one of them, or are you one of us? type of things. If you can make sense out of it, you might want to question yourself. Um, but I'm, I'll throw names out there, but I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you my most fascinating one. So, the Green River Killer, obviously, because I grew up right next to the Green River. So, that was always a childhood fear when we were Gary at the Ridgeway oh so oh crazy and then ted bundy is always a fascinating one for the seattle area because he was seriously like the smoothest guy on the planet but we can go back to them later h8 holmes is by far i can read a thousand things on the chicago murder castle and never get tired of it because it's so Oh, danny
0: you don't know this story
1: Oh, no, I do. H.H. Oh, okay. Holmes well, is regarded as the war- America's first serial killer.
2: Yeah, and they still <laughs> to this day do not know how many women he killed.
1: Well, it's hard to do that, especially given the time it was and the, the fact time that it was you said, fact he
2: had lion pits in his basement yes. and, yeah. and an incinerator. Did right. you
0: say lion pits?
2: <laughs> oh, that, would be, that, would, that would definitely <laughs> that would raise be the him craziest into the most serial killer of all time. Like-
1: that's like, that's like right. Dr. Evil levels. Like he's got a lion with a laser on its head and that's how he kills all his victims. So, <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. So,
2: so if, if you don't know what it is, um,
0: we've talked world about fair, it before. Like,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Like late 1800s, uh, when was the world fair? The Chicago fair? It was like, a uh, 85. like 90, 90, uh, 1893. Was it that late? I thought it was like in
0: the eighties. Anyways, he, he makes 80s, like 1980s.
2: Eighteen eighty.
0: Okay, I was going to say, wow.
2: 1883, 85. It says
1: 86 so anyway. is when he first moved to Chicago, so... Oh, okay, so got... maybe
2: it's the 90s. Okay, so anyways, he builds what's known as the Murder Castle, but it was a hotel, and the whole premise was... There's a lot of different stories with the hotel, too, is that he changed architects regularly. So nobody actually knew how this house was completely constructed because they'll have one architect working on one portion. But then he, you know, terminate the contract, hire somebody else. They finish it. So nobody actually saw the whole floor plan. But then there's also rumors that the the architect and oh, gosh, what was his name? Um, I'll have to tell you later. Anyways, he. um, Daniel Burnham. Yes, that they actually thought that he was a part of it. But this murderer castle, it's it's a hotel, basically. And he targeted women, like single women, that were going to the World Fair. So it's a different time in the world when women didn't really have a lot of respect. So if you weren't married or staying with family, it was hard for a single woman. to. So this hotel was sort of advertised as, if you're a woman, you're going to the World Fair, stay at this hotel. But the problem is, is some of the rooms had no windows. And when you sealed the door, there were little pipes in that would gas you to death. Um, or they would knock you out. It does sound like a problem. Yeah. They would knock you out and then you would be on a stretching rack or like there, he killed so many women. He actually had like a laundry chute that would just drop bodies down into the basement into lime fits. So it would just dissolve. Um, I can't remember exactly how many murders that they believe he did, but um, they... I have that in front of me. Do you? It, yeah, so confused. he was
1: conv- yeah he was convicted of four counts of first degree murder and six counts of attempted. Um, they say that he has anywhere from nine to two hundred. Nine confirmed, twenty-seven confessed, two hundred estimated.
2: That's just insane. But could you imagine that? Like, like some like some hallways too would go nowhere or there'd be doors you'd open up that will, a wall would be on the other side. Oh, that's o- like a
1: that's like a standard thing now.
0: He, like that's like that's like a thing that they do in horror movies all the time. Like open made, a door to a wall. He made money off of their skeletons too selling them for medical study.
2: Yeah, for cadavers.
0: Yeah, that was like
1: back when the uh, the cadavers were like black market thing, like the only way you could research like biology and they talk about that in um uh Penny Dreadful as the uh, well, they, they, the, the, the illegal thing- black market trade of bodies to in order well, for science
2: did you Did you watch um the Nick?
1: no, I did not
2: they do a whole thing on that too because the Knickerbocker hospital is needing cadavers to try different surgeries on, and they're like trying to buy them off the black market because they can't get enough bodies to do the the research
1: right there's like, a book there's a book called Stiff by Mary Roach, and she talks about that as well. The early days were were pretty barbaric when it comes to anatomy and biology like so
0: Let's keep rolling because we're, yeah, so, we're we're running out of time, and there's at least one more story I want to talk about. Oh my about.
2: gosh, there's there's a ton of them, but yeah, yeah. So, we can always
1: do a follow up episode.
0: Sure. So,
2: the murder house and homes is by far on the top list of every time I read into it, you find something else about it, and there's there's no sighting of like, well, maybe he would. It was full on. This guy was psycho crazy, and. Insane. There is rumors, though, if, if you guys want to know the rumor mill, is that Leonardo DiCaprio might be playing playing a movie well, he, he based bought, off of the... He yeah. bought The the Devil in the White City, right? right? Right, right. Amazing book, by the way.
0: Yeah, he bought the film rights for it, and his Warner Brothers and then his studio are in talks to, to do it, and writer Graham Moore is adapting the book into a screenplay.
1: There, there's a... Uh, on Wikipedia, they have a quote from H.H. H. Holmes um, regarding his... Killing. Real quick, Um, real quick. Writer,
0: writer, Graham Moore wrote *Imitation Game*. So,
1: ooh, very nice. Um, so when I read this quote, I was like, I wonder if they based the the dark passenger concept from Dexter on this. So he says, "I was born with the devil in me. I could not help the fact that I was a murderer, no more than the poet can help the inspiration to sing. I was born with the evil one standing as my sponsor beside the bed where I was ushered into the world, and he has been with me
0: since."
2: Crazy. So, yeah,
0: and he was uh, hung. Yes, yeah, he was hung. Jenny, did you have more, or should we ask Danny?
2: Um, uh, Well, we can go to Danny, and we could swing back, because okay. I'd like to go into the Green River Killer.
1: All right, Danny? All right, so me, I believe I've mentioned on the show before, is uh, Ed Gein. Um, I think I told a story of how me and my friends took a road trip once at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning when we lived in Madison to mm. Ed Gein's house in Plainville. Yeah, let's, uh, let's
0: just make sure that we... T- it's another Wisconsin serial
1: killer. <laughs> it is another Wisconsin serial killer. He is from Plain She's <laughs> a small farm us,
2: town. The three of us are like from like serial killer capitals. Oh, yeah. Like it's insane. A, could, you you me,
0: could you hear me? Could you me roll my eyes when I said another Wisconsin serial killer like <laughs> uh why <laughs> so
1: many and then you have uh then you have gacy who's just in chicago so he's right there so he's he's right up there with hh
0: H.H. or uh Holmes
1: uh, also yeah. Chicago, too yeah so chicago but caught in boston honestly, ironically um so uh Ed Gein is the basis of
0: texas Chainsaw
1: massacre well no countless serial killers oh, okay. right, in fiction um he is the basis of um the mother stuff from Psycho. He's the basis of that. Um, oh, right. A woman and killing people. That Norman, was, Bates. He's, Norman Bates. Norman yeah. Bates. Yes. He, Norman Bates is based off Ed Gein. Uh, as you said before, I'm sorry, what did you say again? Leatherface from Texas. Leatherface Johnson. is based on Ed Gein based on the fact that he made s- masks and suits out of skin, which um, he would take into. And make, them, make them into bowls that he like, ate out of on a regular basis. He kept his mother in a room. That's also another. Um, Another psycho uh, psycho thing. And there was another one. There's a third. Buffalo uh, Bill. Thank you. Buffalo Bill from uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs, keeping someone in a little thing, wanting to make a skin suit out of them. Right. So he's one of the most uh, 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 inspirational, I guess, um, <laughs> <laughs> serial killers when it comes to fiction. Also, he, also, he was, I'm sorry, uh, Devil's Rejects. What were the Devil's Rejects also? Well, because Devil's Rejects is kind of Texas Chainsaw as it is. So that makes uh, sense. It's Rob Zombie. Yeah, so he um he was a crazy person. Honestly, he 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 had a lot of problems and you can nobody ever saw him as a nice person. Um he lived on a farmhouse with his mother. His mother passed away and that is when he began killing people. Um uh, he kept his mom in a room, her body the whole time. Uh he would he would capture women and he would kill them and then turn their bodies into furniture. Uh he made uh leggings out of human skin he made a face mask uh out of a woman's face um he put an entire head in a sack in his in his farm and that that that, i remember a story of a cop who found the head telling the story um and just throwing up immediately afterwards um he made a belt out of nipples um He just kept noses around. There's a lampshade made of human skin. Just a really messed up, like as far as down the rabbit hole with crazy things you can go um, Uh, when it comes to him, when it comes to serial killers. He was into mutilation and all kinds of strangeness.
0: His car, which was used to haul the bodies of his victims, was sold at a public auction for $760 to Carnival sideshow operator Bunny Gibbons, who would later charge Carnival goers 25 cents to see it
1: mm-hmm oh yeah here's a full list of all the people that like were based on him so you have like you have psycho leatherface norman bates buffalo bill you have movies based on him yeah hey, real,
0: real quick tell me when to stop when you're about ready to throw up this is what they found in his house
1: oh i was kind of listing some of these so go ahead yeah
0: whole human bones and fragments Waste basket made of human skin. Human skin covering several cheat chair seats. Excuse me.
1: Well, he would uh, also grave rob too. That's another right, thing. He right. robbed graves all the time.
0: Skulls on his bedposts. Female skulls, some with the tops sewn off, sawn off. Bowls made from human skulls, like Danny said. Corset made from. A female torso skinned from shoulders to waist.
1: That one's crazy. (laughs) That Uh, one's seriously disgusting.
0: Mary Hogan's face mask in a paper bag. Mary Hogan's skull in a box. Bernice Warden's entire head in a burlap sack. Bernice Warden's heart in a plastic bag in front of Gein's pot-bellied stove. Oh, yeah. He was also said to have eaten his victims as well. Right. Much
1: like, uh, didn't, was Dahmer, did Dahmer eat them? Yeah, he saved saved them in his fridge. Yeah.
0: A pair of lips on a window shade drawstring. That ugh. and then and then fingernails.
1: A uh, uh, nine vulva in a box.
0: Yeah, I skipped that one. I didn't want to say it.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's it's messed up. Like he's that that and and then that that obviously if I was interested in him and knowing that he came from the state I was born in, um, it, I just went down the rabbit hole and him is a very profound example with just how much gruesome stuff he did. Um, and he had the background, like he had jobs that totally made sense. He was a carpenter. He tanned leather, all that kind of stuff. Like he, he f- just knew how to do this stuff.
0: Fervent Lutheran.
1: Yep. He's a, he's a, yeah, he's, he's, he's not a, he's
2: not a good man. All right. That's, that's what's <laughs> the craziest thing though about it is that it is, and I could be wrong with him, but a lot of these, these, ugh, they, they start off with like stories of people who knew them. They were just stand-up citizens you know they they weren't anybody you would really turn your head towards they paid their bills and went to church and all mm-hmm. that right because that's they, were, they were, like passing. were just yeah
0: uh one thing we should talk about because it's kind of timely with aquarius being on tv uh maryland, maryland charles manson um and all that goes with that the manson family and just how in again the nation was gripped by this story
1: well, that that can get us into a whole another plethora of tales about cults in general.
0: Right, right. Um, if, if you haven't seen it, see if you can. I don't, I don't recommend it or condone it, but torrent it or something. The Helter Skelter movie that was done, I think for, I, I want to say for, uh, uh, the Lifetime channel. I could be I'm wrong. Right uh, but it's based on. It's mostly based on accounts from Linda Kasabian, who was interviewed in it. Like it's, it's uh, it's it's like a documentary with. A film in it? It's, oh, kind it's, of
1: like the Domer Files. Yeah. Interviews yeah. and then dramatization. Yeah,
0: and before yeah. he was famous for Jer- uh Justified and Lost and he's just he was did two episodes of Hannibal last season. Uh Jeremy Davies plays Charles Manson perfectly. Like crazily. Like I didn't was recognize Justified. Him. Uh do you remember who Jeremy Davies was on Justified?
2: Uh I can't even think of who Jeremy was. Was he uh, just Dickie, like one
0: season? Dicky Bennett. No, oh, he's he was, Dickie uh-oh. Bennett. Yeah, he's, Nicky, a, okay. he's oh, like man. the main antagonist for like a he's year so and a half.
1: Good. Yeah, he's so good on that show, too. Um wow. Mar-
0: Mary Lynn Rice Cub's in this.
1: Uh, I gotta see this.
0: It's, it's good. I, I enjoyed it. It's this, good? Okay. This, is, this is the movie I, I associate most with how, how I know about the stuff I know about Manson. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's from 04, so it's, it's fairly recent. Uh, and it's a remake of a 76 one that was done, which like, <laughs> I'd imagine it's like right after he got Arrested. Uh well, yeah.
1: The, the people, people criticize that we made Zero Dark Thirty way too soon after it happened. Well, people have been doing that for generations. Right. Make well, movies right after stuff happens all the time. They
0: used to do TV movies like based on uh was it the, the San Francisco earthquake like a month after it happened? Or yeah. uh t- <laughs> a, a TV movie about baby Jessica falling out a well. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. Like that the Simpsons used to make fun of that all the time, that kind of stuff. They'd make fun like, of Baby Jessica.
1: No, no, they made fun oh. of like those TV shows that would be like, This crime just happened. We're making the documentary up retelling yeah. of it. Like you remember the the episode? I'm not even gonna do this. No, let's I not could, do that. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was about to list an example. I'm just, not gonna do that. Just just say <laughs>
0: Simpsons did it and let's move on.
1: Simpsons did it.
0: All right. Uh we didn't okay, we gotta wrap up. We're already at an hour and I feel this conversation can go on for another three hours. Oh, absolutely. So we'll 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 come back to this. Maybe this will be part of our, you know, our October, which is all scary stuff. Uh, uh, I mean, the things we didn't get to talk about. We're we're gonna go into one more story before we leave, but uh, like Ted Bundy, uh, John Wayne Gacy, the Ice Man, who's the mob serial killer. I don't know if you can call him a serial killer, but he's nuts. Uh, the BTK killer, the Zodiac killer. Uh,
1: BTK is oof, oh, that's yeah. a rough one.
0: Richard Ramirez, Leslie Allen Williams, which Jenny showed me yesterday. Uh,
1: and then I have like some. I I getting prepared for this. I looked up a bunch of like obscure ones that are just
0: oh like, yeah well i cannot believe i've heard of them we haven't heard of them we will definitely revisit this topic again because it's mm. just it's crazy why you know it's like a car wreck you know you're you just can't look away for um, me it's not
1: even like that like i could go into uh, detail about why i'm fascinated about this but just to see like what can a, happen it's a study a of human, human
0: shirt. Yeah, yeah it's a study of human uh Psyche. i guess it's, it's yeah. all
1: about psychology like um, it's like how could somebody do this
0: I guess you could talk, like, if we're talking just, you know, away from serial killers, you look at, like, the Menendez brothers uh, and the true crime that that was. That's, like, the first real, like, CNN or court TV coverage where we got to see stuff from inside the courtroom. Uh, I remember SNL doing spoofs on it all the time.
1: That used to be, that was like a rarity. Now it's just commonplace. Yeah. Every, every court case that's major is on television. So
0: this story is not a serial killer. Uh, I don't think anybody was really killed in this story, but I'm talking about it because it's insane. There's a story or there's a documentary, which I thought was a mockumentary at first, but it's a documentary. It's real uh, called the imposter. It's on Netflix. You can watch it. Uh, Maybe Jenny won't. Uh, tell you to watch it because she didn't enjoy it. But
2: it wasn't that I didn't enjoy it. Now, okay. Talk about. I'll I'll give you my review in a second.
0: It's 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 a documentary with um reimaginings in it. Like you get to see it played out a little bit uh, with actors and stuff. But the the person who committed this crime is the main person being interviewed, and then this is family that's also being interviewed. Uh, I don't remember this story happening in 1997, but or 94. So, basically, a kid goes missing in Texas in 1994. He's 13 years old. Nicholas Barclay disappears. Uh, but the movie starts with us seeing a, a dude, like a teenager, in a rainstorm in France, I believe, uh, going into a he phone... He was in Spain. Spain, yes. He was in Spain, yeah. going into a phone booth and making a phone call. And then the cops come. and He just stays huddled in this phone booth. And that's how the movie starts. And you're like, what, is, what does this guy have to do with anything Basically, this is the story of confidence trickster con man, uh, Frederick Borden. I'm probably saying his name wrong. I haven't watched it in a while, but he would pretend to be different people to just escape his life. He's just always on the move. He's a runaway in in Europe, <clears throat> and he would just go and pretend to be different people. And as he's being, like, he's in this, this hostel or this, this, this home for, for boys. He was not even a teenager at this time. I think he was in his twenties. Yeah,
2: he was 23.
0: Pretending to be like a 13 year old or a 12 year old or a 15 year old, something like that. And he passed as this, as a 15 year old all the time. Cause just, he would talk about what would go into making people believe what he wanted them to believe. And so he would get into this, these, these homes and stay there. And then, but they would look into who he is and where his family is. And at one point he got backed into a corner so badly that he was allowed. Like at one point he had to tell them who he was and his name. And when he finally did, he w- researched it. Like all these missing people calling police departments and stuff, and asking about just to get pictures, faxed to him in this home. And he got a picture faxed to him. And he said, I am Nicholas Barclay. And so he's pretending to be this kid from Texas who disappeared in nineteen ninety-four. And it works. Even though he has this French accent. Like this
2: And the kid was blonde hair, blue eyes, and he is
0: clearly dyed his hair blonde.
2: With almost black brown eyes.
0: Right. And again, has a French accent. Thick. Did he put on an American accent? No.
2: No. What the no. heck? <laughs> okay, wait though, I, and I, you guys, it'll be a spoiler, So if you want, you don't. Uh, yeah, this I'm gonna talk is, about we're gonna this we're gonna it's say so what happened. Frustrating. I was That's trying to the go. The problem
1: with true crime documentaries is like if you want to talk about what happens in them, you kind of have to ruin them.
0: I wanted <laughs> I wanted to go in order. I want to go in order as the way it's released in the documentary. I don't know. I don't know where you are jumping to.
2: I'm jumping to one when the sister goes to pick him up.
0: Okay, after she, after she's told. Oh, no, the first time. When she's picking up the first time?
2: Yeah, when he's in Spain.
0: Where she wouldn't come down. Like, she's waiting forever for him. Go ahead. Yeah,
2: and he's, like, hiding in his room.
0: Yeah, go ahead. The sister had to come because the mom wouldn't, and so she came to pick him up and get him out of this place because they believed it was him.
2: Go ahead. And so, you know, she hugs him and all that. Like, even though it's been four years and the kid was like, 13 when he disappeared, and now he's, like, 16 or 17. Oh, like and when he, dis- years, years, right? when, he,
0: when he disappeared, I'm sorry, uh, the boy called home asking for a ride home, and the, his brother, his older brother, answered saying his mom's asleep because she works nights, so she can't come get you. You have to find your own way home. And that's that's all we hear. That's that, and then he's gone. Okay,
2: go ahead. Right. So he, his story that he gave, because, like, obviously, like, missing children here in the U.S., once he's found in Spain, they want to know what happens and all that. So he comes up with this whole story about how he was basically knocked out and he woke up and it was like a sex trade type thing. And he's been abused for all these years and he was able to escape. So he's the victim. And there was even one part where he tells them that they kept putting chemicals in his eyes and that's why his eyes are now brown instead of blue, but the most so the sister goes to pick him up. She doesn't even question it. She just hugs him. And she's like, oh, here's this like obviously really bad dye job with brown eyes that can't be her brother.
0: And it's like five, five or six. Automatically, It's like five or six years he's been gone.
2: No, three. It's like three to four years. Is because it three he was four? 13 okay. and he was pretending that he was like 16, 17. Okay. So it hasn't been like a huge amount of time. Now, given puberty and all that. He's going to look different. Yeah. But you're not going to change your race in three years. Like, right. And that's basically it. Or in
1: any years. Yeah. (laughs) So,
2: exactly.
0: Yeah. So the difference is he was seven years older than Barclay was, spoke with a French accent, had brown eyes and dark hair rather than Barclay's blue eyes and blonde hair. Yes. The French accent is ridiculous because he, he's the one narrating does he sound
1: like uh do you guys see uh bank that banksy documentary does he sound like mr brain or dr brainwash or whatever
0: i, I didn't see it oh, <laughs> oh okay <laughs> he does I, sound I, like that good. okay
2: <laughs> so so i'm having this issue with him anyways and she sits down with him and she has all these photos of when he was a kid and she's going through it she's, she's
0: like, yeah she's feeding him his history
2: yeah, she's like, see this one? Remember, that's mom when we lived in this house. And then the next photo, oh, remember this? This is you with your brother that was at your birthday party. And then the next one. So she's telling them everything instead wow. of just showing and going, I brought pictures. So he's like, so he's doing that. So when he gets put in front of the the courts, basically, to see if he's actually a U.S. citizen to be, ex, you know, reunited back into the U.S., they have the exact same fixtures that the sister had, so of course he So could, he can
0: identify everybody. He can
2: identify everything. And then the family would contest to it. So I'm watching this and I'm just like going, This makes no sense. Like not only would you have to be blind, but you'd have to be damn stupid to fall for this. Like right. it wasn't there was no
0: They show they show him get off the plane. Um this is news footage now they show him get off the plane. They show him meeting like his uncles and stuff like that. uh, And just how happy the family is to see him. And he's, you could sell there's something there, but he's trying to be happy. And you know, he's real cautious and cagey as you would expect someone who's been, you know, kidnapped and raped and, and things like that would be standoffish and quiet and not want people touching them. And, but it gets weirder when this, this, this caseworker FBI agent who, he's suspected of being a spy at one point because they started figuring things out. They're not being accurate. Unlike the family. Are you going
2: into the private investigator right now? Or the FBI, the chick,
0: the FBI first. Okay. The chick. Yeah.
2: She frustrated me too.
0: She was just, it seemed like for her, she just wanted to catch a spy. That's all she was after to me. Like she wanted to be the front page story. I caught the spy. Well, Um, it goes back
2: to like what we were saying with like the Dahmer thing. It's like you, you want to tie everything up with a pretty ribbon. So you've got a kid that doesn't really fit the mold of what he's supposed to be. Right. He mm-hmm. looks older, totally different looking, but the family is assuring you, this is our son, right? This is my brother. So they didn't really follow more than that until other questions start coming up.
0: Like so much. So Danny, that he was going to high school
2: Oh. and man. he had a girlfriend.
0: He had he a girlfriend. From, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Uh, so this FBI agent gets involved, Nancy Fisher. She, they they take him to get, is it like DNA testing or something? I don't know. They they fly him somewhere. And they, they realize who he is. That he's this dude who's...
2: Well, no, you're, you've skipped a huge portion of this though. So this was on, you know, this story was on a lot of news things because, you know, we found this lost kid. And then there's this whole thing about child trafficking and things like that and he's been reunited with his family so it's one of those feel good stories of like covered by dan rather yeah dan rather yeah exactly they have video footage of that so everybody's seeing this as this is a success story because the kid has been reunited with his family but then so another was it dateline or something like that wanted to cover the story later and they they hired a private investigator to go after him. And while they're recording the story. The, invi- the investigator starts watching him going. And there just happened to be a photo. On the wall. On the other side of the booth. From where he's being interviewed. And he's looking at him. And he's like. That is not this kid. And then he started the- like researching. Like what his ears look like. Yeah. He his, was like that.
0: his ears. The way they're shaped. His nose. Everything. Like he it's was.
2: totally different. So. That's when everything started like going full circle because that's when the FBI really started going in and they got his fingerprints, but they wanted DNA to make sure that the DNA matched the family. But then the family started acting really weird and would not give up their DNA to the point of, it was quoted that the mom like laid on the ground in protest. So they couldn't take her. So then they had to go back and try to get a like order, like a it, it's so like, straight up
0: through a fit, like on the floor so that they would leave. Uh, so they take him, they fly him somewhere and they do all this stuff. They call the sister, tell the sister that this isn't your brother. This isn't him. And she says, "Okay." And they they're flying him back. And once they land, they're they're planning to take him into custody. But who's there waiting at the bottom of the escalator, like nothing happened? The sister. And they take him home. Because yeah. because. I, I don't know I don't know why they they still can't arrest this dude at this point because the family's still accepting him and then you start to hear this story about the older brother
2: yeah the the greatest when you go back and this is another first, editing
0: another editing trick from the story
2: yeah when you when at the beginning when he's talking about when he meets the mom for the first time and he meets the sister and they drive around town and they meet all the friends and and he played like he had you know kind of amnesia because of all his torture stuff and and when he met the, the older brother, the brother was just like, yeah, good luck with that.
0: Yeah. He, like, like totally was just, just not buying it. Like, he's just whatever.
2: Yeah. And so, then he got nervous because he thought his his game was up.
0: The gig was up, yeah. But like,
2: then I, it, it pressed on and you didn't think about that again until it gets towards the end. And everybody is acting really weird and they want him to be that guy so bad that you dark to kind of wonder what he, happened to the kid
0: he says it for the first time out loud but you're at this point already starting to think it he says they killed this kid like he's admitting that he's in the home of a place that killed their son
2: so he when when the in, private investigator well hold on out, a second,
1: this. <laughs> That's the flip. I, I, uh, what?
0: Yeah. (laughs) I was waiting for a reaction. I was waiting for a reaction.
2: It gets so frustrating. (laughs) So you're watching this entire thing going, this family is the stupidest damn family ever. Maybe it's guilt, you know, or not guilt, but maybe it's just,
0: they're covering they something up. They want their
2: kid back so bad that they'll believe anything. So you have right. some sympathy towards them until you start like putting the pieces of the puzzle together. And the private investigator in it is amazing. Like he's awesome. He's he should have his own show. But he starts looking into it. So he takes them. He takes the imposter and takes them out to pancakes. And they're sitting there. And he didn't even have to say anything. And the imposter guy looks at her. The guy pretending to be this kid, and he goes, "Yeah, stop me." I think they killed him, and so that guy's jaw just hits the ground, and so they arrest. Yeah, he's him because he's waiting for him to run. Yeah, yeah. So they arrest him because he's obviously a fraud, mm-hmm. um, and he's went through you know international security and stuff as a fraud. So he's broken rules like crazy. He's, so they arrest him, a, and he's a lot ex- of fraud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he's he's explaining to him everything that he's seen that he believes that. The family wants somebody in the family has killed this kid, and the others are covering for them. But he's a guy that all he does is lie. So, do you believe him?
0: Yeah, is he just trying to, like, okay, so,
1: so, okay, if that's the if that's the case, like, if 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 that is the case. Like, why Why would the family buy into it that hard if there's such obvious things that say that he's not this guy? It sounds like they're just trying to be like, oh, he's still alive, look, hey!
2: Yeah, don't look for the body.
1: Right. That sounds incredibly suspicious. And and, and especially with the older brother thing, where he's not even making a stink about it. Like He's just saying, yeah, good luck trying to do this. Like, so, that kind of thing? Like, that's... Whew, yeah. That's very interesting.
2: Yeah. Well, it's that's frustrating the, what it well, is. Yeah. Like, I... But I, I kind of like fine. that.
1: I kind of like it when I'm watching something that's crime based and just stuff like that. The jinx has little bits of that where you're just like, there's so much evidence against this. How could he possibly be proven innocent? And then they do They give you the evidence right after that. to like, this Cereal. is why they think he's incident. Yeah. I kind of like
0: that. Well, hold on. I'm going to, we're going to kind of fast forward to the end here. Cause we're, we're way out of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the end, this, this investigator goes to the home where this kid was raised because the now homeowner says his dog would when he first moved there the dog ran to the corner and like dug up like a like a tarp uh so you hear this the 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 the, the con man is talking over the narration is narrating while they're digging uh and dude makes the homeowner dig too by the way uh, nice move I saw that. by the prime, I'm like, what dude really you're gonna come to my house and make me dig my own hole <laughs> like
1: Get so his dog to do it
0: he's digging. And basically, this dude, this con man, is now married. Uh, I don't know he if has he has three kids. Is yeah. He's back
2: in France because yep. he got expedited. Three expedited. kids. Expedited. Ex- <laughs> ex- they heard He ex- got him
0: out there. He was expedited, ex- <laughs> <laughs> extradited, expedited, extradited expediently.
1: expediently. Yeah. There you go.
0: <laughs> uh, so uh, basically, it ends with them digging, and it goes to black, and then you get the you know like the the, the text over it saying they didn't find the body. And the, the, the case is still open. Ca- right, they're still investigating, but there's no. They, they're right as of right now. There's no proof that because the brother's dead, the older brother is dead. Um, How did and, he die? Uh he died of a drug overdose.
1: That's interesting.
0: It's very interesting.
1: That's it's, very. It's very pretty interesting.
0: much. It's pretty much my thought process throughout the ending of that movie was the brother killed it and they cover killed him and then they covered it up.
1: And then they killed him.
0: No, well, he killed himself. He, kill himself. he probably killed himself. I,
1: I went the other way. I I went family did it, brother knew he um But
0: he could have just they killed him. When they brought this kid back, they could have just at that point he could have just been the whistleblower.
1: He could have, but unless he was scared of his family and they
0: killed him. Well they would have they would have he would have been under protection at that point. Like
1: I guess, but you don't know I, mean, I don't family's know. Family's family. It's I like, think like there's a bunch of different ways that could've cause, been. because they went
0: into they went into the personality of the older brother and it just felt like it felt right, okay. That he did something, he messed up. Maybe. Well,
2: they also they had those things too, where there was a lot of like, the brother would make phone calls to the cops, like, yeah, oh, he's trying to break in, things like that. But there wasn't actually any the record night- of anybody seeing the kid for a day or two. But you had records of the brother going, oh, he tried to break in and he ran away, or he, you know, so like they have.
0: And this kid was a runaway. Like he would run away all the time. They said.
2: Right, so they would have. I, I'm just saying have, that also sounds like what is he running away from?
0: No, 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 Barclay, the Nicholas, the one who's missing, was running run away. That's all what time. I'm
1: saying. What was he running away from? His crazy family. Well, that
2: he was known him. like all the neighbors would say too that this kid was just Messed. a kid. He was a troublemaker. Yeah, he so was. Is this family just well. This weird? here's here's the gist of the. You whole feel thing, like though, the sister could be normal. I don't know. I think the sister might be just the ultimate con of the entire thing. But But then there's the in-law, too. But she could be like
1: the sister from the Crows on Justified, where she chooses not to know. Uh,
2: Maybe, but here's here's the perfect storm of this documentary or whatever you want to call it. You've got this crazy story, but then when you put it in the environment and the cast of people, everything about it is just, it makes your skin crawl. It's like watching Honey Boo Boo Murder Mystery.
1: Uh, that's a terrible that's totally
2: that's that's totally what it felt like it you know i'm gonna sound totally politically incorrect but it was poor white trash trying to solve a murder
0: i just felt because because the in-law was being interviewed a lot um the i think it's the sister's husband yeah it just felt like she might have been the normal one but you know, I could okay. be way off. I don't think she's the mastermind by any means. I,
2: I don't. I don't because I think she. I think she's. The, I think she might be the mastermind because she's the one that led him through all the photos. She was the first one that could have called this bluff, and she didn't. Like, That's got a good point. There's a
0: there's a point.
2: Absolute idiot not to know this wasn't your son.
0: Well, there's a point when you know. There's a point when we want him to be our son, our brother so badly that we we just look past it because we want it we want this story to be a happy ending but, but even then, then though hold on like hold they, on was, hold, okay, on. Go ahead. Go hold ahead. on but that point comes and goes too quickly in this documentary like you're then at a point like you people are nuts like there's 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 like the the, the craziness where the victims of a standoff will start to be obsessed with the persons holding them hostage or Stockholm or,
1: syndrome right
0: yeah. right there's that But this is totally different. Like And and the type of thing grief will let
1: you accept. Like that kind of thing. Like you lose a family member, that's hard. But like I'm gonna I'm gonna put it this way, Dave. I went missing at five. Okay? Remember that time I went missing? Yeah. Say I stayed missing, and then suddenly I show up and I look like how could you not tell? Like that's the problem I'm really having with this is that that the core of it, like they accepted that this man didn't look a thing like their son. They had to have. They had to know that from Jump Street. Like, your brother disappears. You have an image of their brother around you 24-7 because you put up pictures of him. You have such a clear image of what your brother looked like. And then obviously, yeah, I had lighter, lighter hair color when I was younger and it darkened as I got older. I didn't even have freaking eyebrows until I was like 14. But, like, <laughs> a French accent.
0: <laughs> well, the thing is they show, they have a lot of home video of this kid. Like him Mm -hmm. running around the house and playing outside and stuff. So they have a lot of evidence to go off of what he looked like just three or four years earlier.
1: Exactly. Like, and it's, we live in an age where there's tons of video evidence. Like when did this happen?
0: Uh, nineties. Okay. So still, even then
1: everybody had a camera at least, but like a video camera.
0: All right. We're going to put a button on this show now. uh, (laughs) Let's solve this crime (laughs) right now on this show. (laughs) Atomic Geekdom serial podcast.
1: I'm in, I'm in
0: uh real quick the danny danny do you know where i can find audiobooks
1: um i believe it's uh www.audibletrial.com slash atomic geekdom
0: yes oh, all right i did it 30, 30 <laughs> days free a free do- audiobook download one hundred fifty thousand titles to choose from for your iphone android kindle or MP 3 player you can tell i'm exhausted and just i'm done well, jenny,
1: why don't, jenny why don't you give them a quick a serial killer murder book recommendation the so devil in the white city audio-
2: Perfect. The Devil in the White City is on there, and it's actually a really good audio.
0: Narrated by Jeffrey Dahmer.
2: Wow. Yeah, I don't know if that they nailed true. them down. Uh,
0: <laughs> I would recommend. I would recommend. Completely off topic, but I'm in the middle of reading, listening to it now, and that's Ready Player One as read by Will Wheaton.
2: It's there. amazing.
0: Uh, I want to live. That in this should world. be
2: what when you sign up for your trial, that should be your free download, just so you can.
0: What makes it even better is that Steven Spielberg is directing the movie. Like, it's, gonna be, it's definitely going to be
1: worth seeing, that's for sure. It's
0: just going to bleed and scream 80s. I can't wait. Um,
1: there better be a power glove in that movie. <laughs> uh,
0: something else that's new, a new sponsor-ish type thing, is Amazon Prime. Uh, you get 30 days free of Amazon Prime. Click on the banner that's on pretty much every one of our pages, on the top and the bottom of all of our blog pages as well. Click there, sign up for, through that link, get it for 30 days free. You get to watch awesome stuff, movies, TV shows. You can binge watch like Grimm and Hannibal, I think is on there, and Hannibal uh, and
1: Justified. That's the only two places to watch them.
0: Justified is on there. You mm-hmm. you watch it the whole series in thirty days, and you don't have to pay for anything.
1: Uh, and it's
0: worth it. Star Trek, uh, Into Darkness, uh, is, yeah. is on there. You can watch that one, and so yeah, just go there, support the show. Um, T shirts on the website. Danny, you're on Twitter at Nick Daniel. The word comma, because that's how Twitter works. Jennifer, you are on Twitter at
2: Robbie Art.
0: And we are at Atomic Geekdom. You can find Where us. can people
2: find you? Uh
0: they can find me at Atomic Geekdom.
1: <laughs> okay, alright, fine.
0: <laughs> uh if you cannot fit into forty characters or less, or 140 characters or less, how you felt about this podcast or other episodes or other blog posts or of our featured columns written by our faithful staff. Uh, you can email us the atomic kingdom at com. We're on Instagram. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Google plus stitcher, uh, subscribe on iTunes. Also subscribe to our, our, our good friends, the two broke geeks. They're very fun. And it's only once a month that they put out shows. So it won't get you backlogged on episodes.
1: Send us a, uh, send us tech, uh, Twitter us, your, uh, tweet us your favorite serial killers guys.
0: Yes. The stories so, that enthrall you deeply. Yes. Uh, serial killers true crime stories whatever it is uh we'll revisit this uh there's a lot to talk about that we have not touched yet so so much and i'm sure plenty more will happen between now and then uh like sad
2: truth about life (laughs) (laughs) yep
0: tragedy just keeps happening serial season two will probably be out by the time we're done uh with the next show so we'll see uh so yes thanks for listening again guys thanks for talking about the macabre with me anytime (laughs) and we, we will see you guys next week Oh, 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 oh,